are now recording, and the inmates have taken over the asylum. I am Abe. Aaron is away on family items this weekend, so I'm running the show. Joining me this week to talk a lot of things, uh, including our main review for The Suicide Squad, we have Jimmy, the man uh, heading up Team 2 on the north side yes. of the beach, and the only person <laughs> is named Starro. Yes! Uh, as well as Nanawe's best friend. And the one who was supposed to check if Weasel could swim, it's Peter Paris. Hey, hey, everybody. It was you. It yeah, was you Jim. that checked. Peter, <laughs> oh come on. Oh, my God. You had one job. Check yeah. if Weasel could swim. <laughs> <laughs> guys, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. I'm ter- yeah, I'm terrific. I'm really good today. Really a little tired, but other than that, I'm feeling great, man. Good to good to hear from your voice. Both of you, it's Exciting. I'm excited. Love the energy. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> Love the energy. It'll last about an hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking Suicide Squad for the main review today, but uh, let's get into some uh, early show notes very quickly. We've got a contest mm-hmm. going out there for uh, summer, re- summer submissions of favorite lines. Uh, we've got a lot of submissions so far. Feel free to keep on submitting some more. We're probably going to close that up in the next uh, week or so here. Uh, also, send us some iTunes and reviews and ratings. Uh, but beyond that, uh, no other show notes unless you guys have th- something to plug. But that also comes later. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Let's move on now to some out now quick TM, uh, where I'm usually saying the TM, but because Aaron's not here, I get to say everything. So, uh, Peter, yes, you have do. you seen anything else this week that you want to talk about? I forgot. When we do this, can it be old or, can, or does anything. that be new? No, anything. Like you could have watched like a YouTube video from Home to the Runner. Uh, and well, just talked about that. Actually, one did you actually, watch Strogdor? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I uh, something I put on last night that I actually would be curious to see. This is assuming you guys have seen this movie. Um, I don't know why, but I I was in kind of like a weird kind of like silly, not great movie, but people I know like in it type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not no personal. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and I put I put on uh Joe Dante's uh burying the X. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen it? Uh, you know, I, you know what? I I I think I watched part of it. It's never I I you know I'll catch it on TV or something. I've never sat through the whole thing. Was it is it good as it, a whole? I don't really know. I think it's like a five out of ten. Um, but <laughs> okay. but I like as a person in Los Angeles, I like the use of L.A. And I like the three leads. I like Anton Yelchin, Alexander Daddario, and Ashley Green. And I, I like – I think they're having a fun time, especially Ashley oh. Green, who <laughs> plays the zombie, the person, the, the ex-girlfriend who comes back as like a undead person. I think they're having fun, even if there's a lot about it that's kind of dumb, like an obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I watched that recently. That's kind of a weird – like I don't really have a reason for where I watched it. I just yeah. you you have no no other reason than Anton Yelchin, a, a huge friend of the uh, the show here in R.I.P. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. great yeah. Um, great yeah we we miss his uh we love his catalog here and also I, I'm also bummed out that I'm not going to see more Anton Yelchin films. I still haven't seen his last uh, few films just because I'm just like oh you know this he is was, it's sad yeah it's very sad he's the last one thoroughbreds he's he's it's pretty good Thor- yeah Aaron has said that he's like really, really great in that too uh, really good yeah. Um, yeah. what is sad it's such a sad bizarre way to die too so sad yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, know I I got <laughs> to interview him a month before that happened I interviewed him for green room mm-hmm. and he, it was 
such a yeah it was a very that's happened way too many times in my career and doing this and it was he's such a sweet guy it was yeah. so just he, he's one i yeah i'm not i'm not afraid to say i got teary-eyed i mm-hmm. got teary-eyed when i found out yeah yeah it was a tough one um but you know uh he's done some great films i we love odd thomas here on the podcast uh so mm-hmm. uh but anything else that you saw peter that you want to name check I can't think of anything because I mean obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk about the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, can't think of anything. I don't know why I'm. No My mind is a blank. Um, <laughs> oh I mean, well, I've been watching. I've been watching a show called Van Helsing that I guess just ended its fifth season on the Sci-Fi Network, and I I just started watching it from Netflix, and it's uh-huh. pretty entertaining. It's kind of like The Walking Dead, but it's vampires. It's oh, cheesy, cool. but I like it. Oh cool! I also I've heard of it. I've never watched it. Yeah, like um, the hook is ju- the hook is the main character Vanessa is the d- the descendant of Van Hel- of a she's a Van Helsing, but the hook of the show is that if a vampire bites her, the vampire turns back to a regular human oh. being. Huh. So oh, she okay. is essentially the cure, if you right. think of it that way, right? Ooh. And it yeah, it, wait, I am not saying it's it's great or anything. <laughs> But like it, I don't know. It it has like a junky quality. It's kind of gory for a sci, for a network sci-fi show, which I like. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's entertaining. Uh, again, I'm yeah, I'm not saying it's genius, but you know, uh-huh. yeah. when you're eating popcorn and you're just like, I just want to watch something on, you know, pull on right. sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, Jimmy, uh, have you watched anything recently that you want to name check? My gosh, I, you know, I'm trying to think the last I, I've been kind of MIA with movies because I, I got through a really busy period where I was seeing everything. Mm-hmm. And the past week, I've seen nothing. Um, I'm trying to think the first, you know, like, yeah, it's uh, the I'm trying to think what I watched. I actually just vegged out, watched a lot of them, watched a lot of practical jokers. You know, <laughs> what, I what watched that. Favorites? My favorite show on TV. Aside uh, from like Ghost show I watched. Yeah. Or per- I don't paranormal. Really watch, no, I do, yeah, I don't watch any of those really. <laughs> I really just watch impractical jokes <laughs> at this point. Um, I I tried to think the last. Uh, geez, uh, I have to watch one. I'm I'm preparing for a sound scary, so we are doing a an interview tomorrow. So I'm going to be seeing um uh, the movie's called No Son of God, I believe hmm. it is, with Elijah Wood. So I, and I know very little about it, so I'm going to be watching. I should have watched that last night because then I could talk about it that today. But no, I did no, not. No, I, I like that you're uh, keeping us on edge here. Now we have to next time you're heavy back on, you can talk about that movie. Then. Exactly. <laughs> no son exactly. of God. With the oh, you know Frodo what? Baggins. The last movie I watched was like a Friday the Thirteenth. I think part four or something. That was that was. That is also one of your go go to jams, by the way. Like, it is. It is a definite go to. I yeah. have a, a few that I'm like. You know that that no matter what, I'm in the mood to watch that movie. Would you? No matter what time it is. Do you think that you're good enough to uh, verbatim recite the entire script as you're watching the movie? Depends on the movie. Okay. Uh, well, I'm talking I, about I, like, like if, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. For the fi- wait, you know the final chapter by heart. You know it that well. I know a lot of the dialogue. I've seen. I, keep in mind, because I was a kid when I started discovering <laughs> these movies, so I was watching them every Friday the Thirteenth. I was watching at least two <laughs> movies. So, like, I, I'm like, I could do like right now. I could go, um, something like, uh, well, uh, 
I can't. I you know it's one of those things when you're watching the movie <laughs> and you can you can recite it. I don't think I could just do a cold recite. Right, right. Maybe put some scenes from part one for sure. So as you need like the visual stimulus and then you just be like go time. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a couple of movies I can do. Halloween, no problem. I can do that too. Easy. We might have to. That that sounds like a challenge. All right. I mean, <laughs> I might. I might have to talk with Aaron about a Halloween special where we just my watch God. it and it's just voiced by yes. It's I'll just do voiced all the by you. <laughs> yeah, I want you to voice like the little kid and be like, "It's the boogeyman." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love that movie so uh, much. I can't wait till the next one. Jesus. Oh yeah, uh, coming out this Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Me too. So. yeah. Well, I, I watched uh, the new A24 documentary, Val. It's on Amazon Prime as well. It's streaming. Um, it's a documentary by oh, Val Kilmer. I watched it too. What's that? You watched it too as well? Watched it too. I should have said that. Bang, bang. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Directed, yes, by, I, I, yeah, directed by Tina Poo and Leo Scott. It's like a co-director. However, it's basically a bunch of video, home videos that Val Kilmer has shot as well as uh, on-the-set uh, photos and, and whatever else. It's, it's actually voiced or narrated slash – um, voiced, I guess, by his son, which is a very nice touch because, you know, as as you have children, I do not. Uh, they sound like their fathers, so it, it's uh, it's kind of weird sometimes. I was like, is this Val Kilmer talking in this beginning? But um, then you they cut over to him. It is like a nice, sweet film. I always get weirded out whenever there's movies that reveal, you know, the actor from beyond the person that you see on the screen, and so. Sure. It's it's not that it's like strange. It's just more that oh wow, this person has a lot more going on than I that I ever realized. And and it it always like especially like with, with what we know about Val Kilmer and what he's gone through with his throat. Um, it certainly makes it a lot more like difficult at times to watch this and kind of just go back and relive it. It's sort of told by the movies that have come out. Um, that mm. like almost sequential in the movies right. that have come out. Yeah, and so it's like it, it is well done. I was affected by it. I was moved by it. But again, I I just realized that Val Kilmer just like he's like this this artist kind of thing. And then I never really realized that because you know I grew up with Val Kilmer being Batman like in '93 or what have you, right? Or maybe it was '96. I forget when Batman Forever came out. But you know my early exposure to Val Kilmer wasn't. Um, like a stage actor or wasn't like a serious actor. Uh, he would later go on to do those things, uh, mm. but uh, certainly was one of the things where it's like, oh, yeah, Val Kilmer. Um, I know him as Iceman and, and Batman, so he must be like this action guy, but he loves being – like his energy, even though like Peter, you could probably attest to this, he's like 60-something years old. His voice doesn't really match up with like his actions because of the, the treatment that he's had to go through. But he's so mm. childish. He has so much energy. Like he still like zips and zops as he moves, and you know his body just like is still there. So it's it's very uh-huh. like you know sometimes it's kind of hard to watch. But uh, it's a really nice story that they told here, um, especially the way that they framed it in his home movies. Uh, so it was really it was really a, a sweet mo- uh, movie. Uh, check it out if you have some time there. It's on Amazon Prime. That one I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it too. I um. I yeah I agree with everything you're saying and I thought that it it managed it managed to be I can't think of another example but like 
I I really love Val Kilmer because a real genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's really good as in like those early comedies. Right. Uh, of course, yes, he is Iceman. You're right. Um, but... I was gonna say, do they talk about Top Secret? Because that's literally my favorite yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. that's that first movie. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> it is. They I... showed a couple clips, and I just laughed out loud. I will say, <laughs> what was there's the most interesting. One of the more interesting sections to me is they show you how. He made audition tapes for Full Metal Jacket, right. uh, Goodfellas, huh. which he did not get. He, he right. you know, yeah. didn't get the job. He didn't get the Scorsese job. But then he also did the same thing for The Doors, which, of course, he did get. He did get like, it, and, right. it made, wow. and it made me really want to rewatch The Doors because I do really like him in that movie. That's a, that's a very – for Oliver Stone, who tends to make very heavy movies, that's – because of the subject matter, that's one of the more kind of – fun Oliver Stone mm-hmm. kind of movie sort of yeah so I agree watch that. I was like oh he's really good in that and he and he does a lot of his a lot of the singing yeah uh, cool that was I'm, pretty cool uh, Bohemian Rhapsody guy or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm always like I'm 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 mixed on that because a lot of times if you know if someone has a very unique voice, mm-hmm. I like I don't I kind of for Bohemian Rhapsody I don't want to hear Rami I want to hear Prince right I don't want to hear the other guy but like with if you can do like. Taron Egerton did a great job as, on Rocket uh, Man. Yeah, Rocket Man, he did yeah. a good job. Yeah, John. And I thought, yeah, that was, yeah, like so, um, so. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. And I, I think Val Kilmer that The Doors is a really underrated movie. It's a really good. Fl- I think it's probably one of my favorites of uh, Albert Stones, to be honest. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to hear. I mean, you know, Oliver Stone. You didn't like, uh, you know. Um, I can't think of the, the the name of the movie, so I get I can't finish the joke. It's the one with uh, Taylor uh, Kitsch. <laughs> I you know what I I didn't mind it, but I I, yeah. I it was a missed opportunity. Gotta look I it think up. The book the book is better. It's Savages. Savage, uh, the thank book, you. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good book. That is a good. Yeah, book. the book is really good, and it, it there the movie like there's a third of it. No, two thirds of it are really interesting, and then. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Toward, I, I think like that ending was like. Mm, yeah, it was terrible. Would have been terrible cool if you just stuck with one. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I yeah, it's not my. They really they dropped the ball on that one. I, and I, I think Oliver Stone's a, a he, he likes himself a lot. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. and it's obvious in his work. And I feel like sometimes that kind of overshadows like the the quality a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, are you saying like he involves himself too much as a director into I, his art, and then he's just like, yeah, oh, you're really, you're really taking out of this movie here, Oliver. Yeah, it just feels a little bombastic and yeah. kind of beating you over the head with his his ideas, and I, I I don't know, it just sometimes it doesn't work for me. But every so often he'll, do, you know, I love Platoon, I loved, mm-hmm. I lo- I liked, I love the Doors a lot. I, I I think he's an interesting director. I yeah. just not a huge fan. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think he's got some stuff coming out later too, but I can't remember. Like, uh, I don't think he's really done anything that was like mind blowing in the past, no. like uh, you know, five eight years. So, uh, let's move on to our trailer tag here for the week. We're moving right along here. This week we're talking Cop Shop, Joe Connor Hand's new release, uh, scheduled to come out uh, later this fall in September, I believe. But uh, it's a small town. Police station becomes the unlikely battleground between a professional hitman, a smart female rookie cop, and a double-crossing con man who seeks refuge behind bars with no place left to run. 
Jimmy, what did you think of Cop Shop the trailer? It's a trailer, <laughs> is what it is. Um, I it didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I was very underwhelmed. I, it looks look it, it I, I I I to be honest, I avoid trailers most of the time mm-hmm. nowadays because I think I've mentioned this on the show. Just because it, when I, you know when I have to review or cover a movie, I don't you know I'd have to go. Period. No matter what, whether it looks good or not. So uh, I did watch this one, and I made it about thirty seconds, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is yeah, it's yeah, I've seen this before. This is whatever. It it could be fine. Yeah, it could be the surprise hit of the summer or whenever the hell it's coming out. Uh-huh. But it, I don't know. I just feel like it was like, ah, uh, yeah. Are I've you a Joe Carnahan fan? Ah, uh, I like him. Yeah. I wouldn't say fan, but I, I think he has. Uh, yeah, sometimes okay. depends on the movie. <laughs> Yeah, noted. Peter, what about you? Where did you fall with Cop Shop? I thought it was okay. I mean, like, it's funny because I had to look back and I was like, this guy is like, what did he direct? And it's like, A-Team, Smoking Aces. And I was like, yeah, it's like this stuff. So I never saw Narc. Yeah. People like Narc. Narc is good. Narc is good. Yeah. Um, Also, I am, I'm kind of, yeah, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I am I'm fine with the premise mm-hmm. and I and the way it looked, but I'm not necessarily a fan of the director and like Gerard Butler and um, what's is it is it Frank Grillo? Yeah, is that Frank the, Grillo. The, the, yeah, with the, yeah, with the nose okay. prosthetics. Right. Yes, with the nose prosthetics. Like I guess I feel like strangely, if you had cast two other actors, um, the the, um, the woman I don't know, so I don't really know her, but if you mm-hmm. if it was a different cast, I might be more intrigued it might be like oh that looks interesting but it's like the way it is i'm like yeah that's a solid like that's a solid like genre movie um sure. but the, but the creative people involved again i can't speak for the, the woman i just mean the two mains the two main dudes mm-hmm. and the director that does not fill me with a lot of hope so mm-hmm. like interesting eh. yeah I, I certainly got a lot of smoke and aces vibes as well uh, where like there's a convergence of bad guys who are really good at their job trying to get into like one place or get to one person kind of thing. Um, the trailer seemed fun enough because sometimes Joe Carnahan can go for like a crazy kind of action fun. Uh, other mm-hmm. times he's going a little bit serious. Like, you know, you mentioned NARC where it's like Ray Liotta just going through and being like good cop, bad cop uh, kind of thing. But I, I certainly am looking forward to, I guess, a return of Joe Carnahan. I haven't seen him for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, the last movie that he had was The Grey, and or I guess he had Stretch, but The Grey yeah. was something that I was like, whoa, this is an existential crisis that I'm having watching this movie. Um, uh, the Grey is probably uh, still my favorite film of his, by far. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I, uh, it's a fantastic film. Yeah, I like I liked The Grey. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, The Grey, yes, I did like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I do like Frank. I'm 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 down for him. Really? And I, yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I the other the other guys. I don't know. He's fine. He's just sometimes he's really good. Sometimes he's like whatever. It's, Jerry, you know, Jerry. Yeah, we really call him great. Jerry around here. Jerry Butler. <laughs> great guy to interview, though. I'll say that. But like, yeah, he's uh, you know, it's it is what it is. How's his accent <laughs> with his interviews, uh, Jimmy? Ah, uh, understandable. Just, yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, he's he's very uh, he's very nice. It's like really fun to talk to. Just That's a real pleasure to talk always to. Always good. Yeah. 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 I will say that even though I'm saying that I wasn't super impressed, looking at IMDb, 
his next movie is is the raid so he's doing a, a new version of the raid Wait, what yeah yeah and i love the raid yeah so that makes me wonder does that mean if it's the same studio if it's open road or whatever that open road has has confidence in cop shop that he now gets to do the raid because of that be. so sometimes i think of that mm-hmm. where i'm like wait why is this person getting to do a spider-man movie or something right. so <laughs> not to say that not to say that the raid is on the level of a spider but I mean, you know what i mean where i'm like oh the raid's pretty beloved so oh, yes. like yeah he gets to do a remake of that that makes me feel like oh maybe they cop shop's pretty good yeah that, I like would, it's I think, about that too movie. I think maybe I prefer the raid over Spider-Man, to be honest. Well, sure. Jimmy loves that bloody horror. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The other thing is also uh, I love the raid so much that I'm bummed out that that they're probably not going to continue with the the third movie in the franchise after the raid, the raid 2, and, you know, they were supposed to make this trilogy, and I think everyone just got super cool and super busy because everybody from the raid movie – has gone on to make mainstream American movies and or mm-hmm. had uh, blossoming careers uh, as well as the director. So we're, yeah. we're not yeah. really sure. By the way, the, the other person that Peter cannot mention or like can't remember, uh, her name is Alexis Lauder. Uh, she's the rookie cop that I was describing earlier on, and she's been in Watchmen as well as The Tomorrow War, uh, just something that we reviewed. Oh, there, that's where I know her from, Tomorrow War. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah I do know her from that. Yeah. Uh, well, that was uh, Cop Shop. Sounds sounds like we're we're a mixed bag on that. That comes out later <laughs> this September, uh, September seventeenth, uh, in theaters. Uh, well, with uh, that notification on your iPhone, it's time to move on <laughs> to our main review for The Suicide Squad. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. Number two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan hound. Oh my god, is it a werewolf? Yo, they sent me this to a werewolf! Yo, let me out! Yeah, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but you know. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. That should have been some of the trailer for The Suicide Squad. This is uh, James Gunn's new written and directed uh, feature, uh, supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, and Peacemaker. And a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reef Prison join the super-secret, super-shady Task Force X as they're dropped off in the remote, enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. This uh, is, of course, I guess the second rendition, second telling, the continuation story of... No, no, it's not really... It's To be... Because I did the mm-hmm. junket, and they, you know, they're basically saying, it's just a new movie. It's just it's a new movie. It's just a okay. new movie. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think that, like... It, it, it's a little tricky because obviously it's, it has some of the characters that were sure. in the other one. Right. But it, it I, yeah, I think I, it's kind of its own thing. I take it that too. So it's, it's mm-hmm. a new movie from James Gunn. Jimmy, what were your initial preliminary open thoughts on the Suicide Squad? So I saw this, uh, I think a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, the first time. Lucky and you. I, 
Yeah. Been, been I... sitting on your hands, not trying to tweet anything for a month. Oh my god, you have no idea. I wanted to tell everybody. I wanted to go, oh my god, and there's this scene. Oh my god. I mean, literally, my quote on the that they're using on the, the TV and stuff uh-huh. is a masterpiece of uh, mayhem. Yes, and literally, and I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not the kind of guy that's like, ooh, let me give you a quote for everything I see. I don't do that. I don't like to do that. I, mm-hmm. If I love something and I'm real passionate or if I'm passionate about performance, I'm happy to give a quote, blah, blah, blah. But I was walking out of the movie, and I was like, oh, my God, that was a masterpiece of mayhem. It was <laughs> wild. It was stunning. And I, I – I, it, it was almost painful. Luckily, I went with a friend yes. the first time. Okay. And I I was just like I, – I, I, I was speechless. I was speechless because I, I wasn't excited to see it. I, I was oh, like, okay, not. I've been – no, I was mm-hmm. like – I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on superhero movies, to be honest. I I feel like it, you know, same old, same old. You know, you you got the, the you got you got to hit all the points, and, and not that they're bad. And I don't, I'm not, I don't begrudge anybody for still being. Oh, I can't wait till for Iron Man eight or you know whatever's going on. <laughs> um, but I was so shocked at how from the second this thing started with Johnny Cash, I was. I was in love. Mm-hmm. I was in love with this film. I think that it, what it does, uh, I mean, I don't know how much you want me to talk. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it kind of minimal, but the point is that, yeah. okay, cool. The, the, I mean, my thing is I loved that James Gunn made this movie, his movie, mm-hmm. period. There's no, there's, it didn't feel like I was watching, the the movie between the next movie and then the next movie i didn't feel like i need i felt like i was watching something new something refreshing and he hits a lot of really interesting points it's goofy as hell it it feels at times it feels like his trauma days i mean Mm -hmm. literally uh it's hilarious it's brutal and it's kind of oh my god i literally got teary-eyed during scenes in this movie it's 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 just a perfect collection of at least as a movie fan, especially one that has kind of shied away a little bit from the, the, the superhero thing. Mm-hmm. It was just so refreshing because I didn't know where it was going. I, I literally the first scene had me hooked. Mm-hmm. You know, you would the way that they dealt with all of that. And I, I yeah, we'll get into that more I, in, a, in a few minutes. Yeah, but, for sure. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. Uh, that's a lot of excitement from Jimmy, and he he rarely is so effusive with his praise. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Peter, where were you with uh, the Suicide Squad? I had, um, I hated the first one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> strong words. I mean, it's like, not I, great. I really think I really think that the the 2016 movie is one of the worst movies I've seen in in one of the worst films yeah. from from a from a you know, big studio budget. Sure. Um, from Wait, last, so did you like it or not? Decade. I can't tell. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, he hated it. Oh, air version? No, I the hated air, it. Air. <laughs> That's, so, I'm telling you, I'm fucking with it. Now you guys are, now you guys so are friends I forever. Like, um, so I like, um, I like James Gunn. Didn't he write the script for Snyder's Dawn of the Dead? He did, I yes. I believe, yeah. yes, that, he did. That was the, right, uh, so uh, I like that. Or... I like Slither. I like the first Guardians a lot. The second one was okay on but i do overall like james gunn my biggest thing was i just even though i liked birds of prey i was like i just don't know 
how much I care to see this to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gotta say to to echo what you said, honestly, the moments the Johnny Cash song came up with the Warner Brothers logo, <laughs> yes, I was much in. I was like, oh. I was like, this is a good start. You guys you know were hooked from the first second of the movie? Pretty the much. second, you know, yes. What's, you know, what's strange to me is that um, uh, Aaron, who's not here yeah. uh, right now, Aaron and I, um, off podcast, had been in, get, had, had a conversation this uh, summer about how too many movies, it seemed, recently had forgotten how to, how to use um, a, a, how to use a needle drop well. Sure. And yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. by that is like, freaking Cruella has like 32 big pop yeah, songs in it. You and I said the same thing, like about yeah. Cruella. And Fear Street, even though I did like Fear Street, oh, I love Fear Street. I did like Fear Street, but I thought the Fear Street 90s, which has a lot of pop songs, I thought it was I was a little obvious. Mm-hmm. And Gun, sure, like he did, like Gun did with you know the Gardens of Galaxies movies. He really shows you that you can you can really use familiar music in a way that like is instructive to the characters and the scenes and it like it's just so refreshing to be like oh this is such a great mm-hmm. use of like great to use there's a moment where they use a pixie song hey and that's really great like mm-hmm. um, the Jim Carroll band that, that yeah all that's the people really that oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I think my my biggest takeaway from this was yeah. and I know this is gonna sound like um I mean I. I reviewed it for whysoblue.com and I gave it a four and a half out of five. I'm mm-hmm. I'm tricky to give something like a five out of five. I'm like I don't know. If that's a little. I get a little nervous about only, that. Only but. Casablanca, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I definitely really loved it. It was my. I think it's my favorite of the DCEU. Um, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Some people might say that's what is it? Is it? What is it? Something with faint praise. What's the what's the phrase? Slight praise. I'm not sure. Faint, where you're going yeah, like like that's slight praise. With it's with, like you're like it's but, like that a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm, but my mm-hmm. only thing I wanted to say before we hear what um Abe thought was the thing I liked about it most was that like um like Raimi Sam Raimi's like Evil Dead or Spider Man mm-hmm. Two, like it very much feels like I'm seeing a movie that has a point of view. And I like, yes, and I, and I absolutely, I absolutely knew after the credits rolled, I I was with, I was with Aaron. Mm -hmm. I absolutely was like, there are going to people that think this is too gory. It's too weird. There are absolutely going to people that are not going to, I can see people not liking this. I -hmm. happen to really like that. I like what gun is interested in, Mm -hmm. but my biggest compliment of all though, is more that beyond that, I just felt like this feels like this is the kind of movie that this guy wanted to make. And Made it, you yeah. know, like so. Yeah, I, I I loved it. Well, two folks high on praise. We're gonna get to some nitpicks and and things that didn't work later as well. I will say that I had a really good time with this movie, like a really fun time. And what I liked about it the most is that it's deranged and crazy, and that makes complete sense for the movie that we're watching because this is a group of like villains and antiheroes. <laughs> Yeah. That are locked up, and when you give them weapons, we've all been told that they are really good at killing people. <laughs> so right. there's, you know, I, I love, you guys probably said it the best, this really feels like James Gunn was like, hey, this is the movie that I want to make, this is how I want to make it, and Warner yeah. Brothers, like, if you guys could just back off, that'd be great. Um, And he made it, and I, I really liked that 
it almost has like some semblance of like Last Jedi ish. Oh sure, yeah, I can see that. But I there there certainly is a feeling of you guys mentioned this as well. Like we've all seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I think that they're really fun. They're really good. They probably have like, mm-hmm. the most like director flair uh, in the in the um, MCU. Yes. But they are also held back from, like, their PG-13 rating, and I think, like, the swearing that James Gunn probably wants to infuse in some of these characters, especially probably, like, Rocky Raccoon. Um, So seeing this movie here, and just seeing how, like, balls to the walls, how crazy it is in the first, like, few minutes of this movie, and then also infused with some thoughtful James Gunn thoughts, you know, as it moves into either the pathos of uh, Bloodsport... Um, and he and his daughter, which I thought was like a fantastic early sequence where they're just cussing at oh, each other. Um, so good. So yeah. good. Brilliant. And then it moves into like uh, some other uh, character, like the character development of some of these characters as they go through here. Really well done. You know, at, at the end of the movie, there certainly are like members that are hearts of the story that you're actually rooting for. and becomes a story of like, yeah, these people are all, you know, going to go back to prison or, or go do whatever else. Um, and they might not all do good things, but for this moment in time, I'm totally rooting for them. Um, so it, we we seem like we're all really high on it. I, I certainly want to get mm-hmm. to what didn't work for you guys. Because, um, you know, obviously we're trying to be as objective as we can here. Um, Jimmy, is there anything that didn't really work for you? Or something that you thought was like, you know, that's a great idea. It's a little bit too much for this movie or something like that. I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm generally like the first time I saw it, there was like, Maybe the pace slowed down for me about three-fourths of the way in. But to be honest, I've seen it three times. It just three times. it works. It works for me. It, it, there, I gave it a 10. I, I did not give it a grade because I mm-hmm. do not like giving movies grades until I'm really sure that I felt comfortable with it. And Because yeah. and I, I, you know if, if you give a 10 to anything – if you work online, you go, eh, that's not Ken. That's not, yeah. that's as good as Citizen Kane. <laughs> People are going to come after you. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, come on, shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> but with that said, I, no, there's really, it, it's my favorite in the, uh, and I, I tend to like the DC films as of late. I like mm-hmm. the standalone films specifically Wonder Woman Uh, yeah Shazam Mm -hmm. Aquaman I've had fun with those I feel like this is the best I think it's James Gunn taking a risk uh, going for it going balls out and I do you know I don't want to give it away or anything but the fact that he had the balls to make a certain group of people the Mm -hmm. bad guys that's that's ballsy Mm-hmm. That's really bo- so. I I really don't have a lot of nitpicks. I I I guess maybe there's a couple of characters I would have liked to have seen more of, but sure. that that's really all there was. I mean, there was so much to love. There was. We'll go into that later, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's that. I really don't have any major nitpicks to be honest. How about you, Peter? You know, I I don't know if you'll have to cut this. Um, we'll see. My only- well, cause my, my only real, because I'm thinking right now, my only real nitpick, yeah, honestly, my only real nitpick is the Easter egg. Hmm. I just, I don't, uh, mm-hmm. I'll try to, I guess I'll try to say this without. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I guess I just, yeah, I guess it's, it is, who, what, who the, who it, who it is focused on because of the events of the movie. 
I'm like, wait, what? Why would I want to follow this person? Like, mm-hmm, that's my mm-hmm. my only thing where I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, like, it I was guess one that's of those my only criticism. I guess, it, yeah, but that's not really. Yeah. The it's more like a bonus thing at the end. So yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's it's like the typical. Yeah, well, we have to have a sequel. We have to set up a sequel. So this is how we're going to do it, and that's <laughs> fine. It's although I, the first bonus scene I love, but <laughs> oh, I do like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one, <laughs> yeah, the first one is fun. I do, I agree. I, yeah, I like the first one. And actually, you know what's really weird? I, I did not, I did not call it as a bonus scene, but I kind of knew we would see that scene again without yes. spoilers. There was yeah, something I where I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see something about that. Like, so it, it made sense that I was like, oh, that's the first, that's the uh, post. I think it's like, is it after the the big credits? After, yeah, after, after like the main set of credits, yeah. It's not, yeah. The one I don't like is the end. It's like the very end of the the, the, the end credits finger. Got it. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Not, I, I mean, I, I didn't dislike it, but yeah, I agree with you a little bit. I can see why you yeah. were a little, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have any. I feel like everything's pretty well balanced. I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've only seen it once. I saw it. Um, we're doing this on a Sunday. I saw mm-hmm. it uh, Tuesday. The Tuesday, you know, before it came out on HBO. So, Max, you've, had, so. you've had some time to, to let it sink in. Yeah. Yeah, I have. And I, and I, like I said, I wrote the review. I just, yeah, I can't really think of anything. I also, I'm one of those people too. I don't really like, I mean, I guess this is, could be the argument is that like, uh, I have, I've, 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 I've had friends who've seen suicide, who watched it on HBO Max this weekend. Some who really liked it. I don't know anybody who hated it, but some who were kind of eh on it. Mm-hmm. And I will mm-hmm. say that, um, like all things, I think if you're really engaged with a movie or show or whatever, things that people might nitpick probably are not going to occur to you sure. because you're engaged. Whereas if I'm not into a movie, I might be like, well, why didn't he just tell the person that he's the murderer or, you know, or whatever? Like, Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, that's the yeah, I know. That's, that's, spoiler that's, alert. Yeah, that's not that's that. Or why didn't, yes. <laughs> They're no, all murderers. Yeah. No, movie. right. Not Suicide Squad. But, um, but yeah, so I always think that, I always think that plot holes or nitpicks and things like that, they're usually because you're not for whatever reason you're not very engaged. Yeah. Which might agree, agree. it's the movie's fault. Maybe it's not a good movie, or maybe it's you. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. your mood. I don't know. Well, um, the classic one I can always think of is The Dark Knight. Wait, can we give a spoiler on we all seen The Dark Knight by now? We've like all uh, seen it. I, I, I might I might have to bleep a few things, but yeah, go this ahead, is a, hit it. Well here's a it's a middle scene. It's the scene where the Joker is that he, I think he like crashes a cocktail party mm-hmm. and he ends up throwing uh I forgot Rachel. Maggie Gyllenhaal's character's name Rachel uh, he throws Rachel out the window so then Batman goes after her yes. right to save her we get to the bottom he has saved her and then there's another scene and I know some of my friends who didn't love the Dark Knight were like well, I don't understand like what happens to the Joker in that scene did he kill more people. How did, why didn't he get, what happened? And I'm like, that did not even occur to me. Like, I'm like, I <laughs> guess you're right. Technically, they can explain. Meanwhile, Joker was doing this, and it's like, I, I mean, just, he had it, a few cocktail wieners, and then he left the party. Yeah, there's, there's no Batman. He knew where Batman was. It wasn't at the party, and he has nothing, he has no gripes against those people. Yeah, no, that's, no, there, I don't, a, but, but the point, right, the point was just yeah. more like, yeah. If you're not into it, your you start, mind is yeah, you like, well, wait, why did this happen? Things. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, because we had to keep going. I mean, this like, this is like, a, uh, this is an example of why what Aaron is always asking, like, what happens after the purge day? Do people just like start <laughs> like, do they just hold grudges against their neighbor for yeah. a year? 
Save it up for Sure, yeah, yes. exactly. So yes, next I, I year I'm going after you, man. I'm yeah. going after you, man. <laughs> hey, man, cut your lawn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh God. I mean, one That's of the things that I wanted to point out is that I, and this is this is going to go into some of the character stuff that we'll, we'll chat about too. But I, I don't think it's like necessarily a nitpick. But I've had some time to think about this. I've, I've had about 24 hours to think about this year, um, and I'm, I'm curious about the Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn stuff. Um, it's it's great that she doesn't she's got her own movie she she's been in the Suicide Squad she's been in Birds of Prey and now mm-hmm. she's in uh, here the Suicide Squad and it's not necessarily like a nitpick per se it's nothing that really takes away because as I was watching the movie to Peter's point I was really into it it really flows like or it it's edited in such a way that the pacing is fine um, and mm-hmm. is actually almost probably really good um, but I think that when I was thinking about it overnight and I was like you know. Why did they have that scene of her with like one of the presidents of of a Corto uh, Maltese, and then also this like extended torture sequence that she's uh, she's going through? Like, are these relevant to anything else except for more Harley Quinn scenes? And that's probably like, the only thing that I was thinking about is in terms of, like story arcs, you have probably like three story arcs in here that all mm-hmm. converge into one toward the end, um, but that's probably the only thing that I was like, did they do this for a specific reason? Or did James Gunn feel as though he needed to explore Harley Quinn's character even more? Or, you know, like- well, they had to do something with her character because mm-hmm. of their several, when they're separated, the, the early scenes, so you mm-hmm. have to, if they had thrown her in, like with the, with you know, say like with Rick, it wouldn't yeah. have really been interesting. It really wouldn't have worked. And it, I think what, what worked for those scenes for me without spoiling too sure. much and yeah, look, in a movie like that, uh, gosh, how do I say this? I'm going to try and be vague. Yes. In a movie like this, the, the girl is going to do something and, and she's going to be swept off her feet, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be lame. And it's going to be predictable. And it's kind of going there. And suddenly. Yeah. Gun. Suddenly it's not predictable. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, so it suddenly made those scenes like, OK. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I get this, and I, I get hear why they did it. You know. Yeah, because I if, even in that scene, the takeaway that I got was like, oh, this this woman is crazy. Um, yeah. And also, like, but she's got a heart though. The, 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 she's such a rich. I, look, I'm gonna say this right now, and I, yeah. I think you know we we praise Heath Ledger, right? We praise. I think most people praise Christian Bale, right? As Batman, yeah, sure, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Batman. as uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones that stand out. Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie is one of the quintessential comic book big screen superheroes. And I think she's always gives a great performance, even in a movie like the other movie Mm -hmm. suicide squad. I I think she's a phenomenal actress and I think she gives it. She's made this character so delightful to watch. And it's just, there's so much there. There's so much meat there. Even the way, you know, the whole torture sequence that even the way that unfolds. You're like, oh my god, this is this is Harley Quinn. I love yeah. that. I love I it. I would say I would say that while you know, the first Suicide first Suicide Squad was a pretty big hit. Um, mm-hmm. Bird Prey, I think was I think was considered as a disappointment. It didn't cost that much, but it certainly wasn't a huge hit or anything. Yeah. We'll have to see with this one. But I would I would agree in the sense that while I cannot point to numbers i can't Mm -hmm. point to numbers in the dceu for success i would actually probably say that yeah 
Harley Quinn is probably the closest the series has to a Tony Stark. She That's she is the character yeah. that every time she shows up, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what Harley Quinn's like. What is she going to do or whatever? Mm-hmm. And you're right. Um, you know, uh, Abe, to your point, this is the third time we have her in a movie. And there's not I mean, really, the the, the second movie really, you know, fleshes her out and everything. Mm-hmm. So. This one is really more kind of accentuating something we kind of already knew, you know, a path that she had been on, mm-hmm. I guess. But I will say the other thing is that, um, which isn't really about Harley Quinn, which I think is to saying that, like, well, she has to have something that she's doing while she's separated from the group. I mm-hmm. think a lot of what works in this movie um, and it works to Gunn's sensibilities and it kind of works to the kind of movie this is, is that there's a lot of um, – subverting things yes. where you think something's yeah. going to happen yeah. and it's like, Oh, that, it, so again, I don't want to give this away, but like Harley Quinn being separated from the group leads to a sequence where eventually, she, you know, she will be with the rest of the group. Sure. And the way that plays out is not the way it normally goes. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. like, so yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, again, if you don't like it, you could say, Oh, it's all one setup basically to get to this gag and it, but i think it's a good gag so yeah, i think it works that's a, yeah you guys um, you guys have sold me because basically like it really i'm thinking about it in my head right now if she is paired with rick flag uh toward the beginning of the movie toward the middle and and at correct, the end, right. it really doesn't like what are they going to do like banter back and forth and just like bicker kind of thing mm-hmm. um, yeah but yes exactly. yeah i see what you guys are saying so i mean uh, to your to both your points and also peter what you just said there I think that there is a certain necessity to have her. I mean, the Tony Stark thing is like almost like it's a great it's a great uh, call out. But I think that there yeah. certainly is a necessity to have her on her own so that you can. She still has like a presence in this movie that is more profound Gosh. than not. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to like go into specifics because there's actually like some great lines that she gives later in this movie. Um, but with all that being said there, uh, I certainly want to get into, like, you mentioned, like, it's a humorous thing that happens when they do go to, to meet her and join with her. And I thought it was hilarious, too. Like, there is, like, a sense of, well, we're going to do, we're going to pull off, like, this job here. And then uh, all of a sudden she's like, what are you guys up to? And she's like, <laughs> oh, you're going to, you're going to. You're gonna come get me? That's really nice. I'm I'm almost touched. Uh, we'll go back. <laughs> yeah, I can go back. That's fantastic. And, yeah, yeah, I love it. I think it's just like Gunn's sense of humor. Like it's twisted and it's sick and weird sometimes, but it's also yeah. like you know, very like um, is very empathetic and it, it is like true, uh, and you do get that. So that kind of goes into like some of the character development here. Jimmy, when I was mentioning that you know Storm Reed, who plays Idris Elba's daughter, they have uh a fight over the phone. Um, and you're <laughs> oh like, yeah, God, it was yes. really great. I mean, were there characters that you guys, actors from characters, characters from actors, what? Uh, were there characters that you guys just want to highlight? I think that, I think, um, while she is probably one of the best actresses she have, we have working today, um, I think uh, Viola Davis yes. is, she is way more, awake in this movie than she is in the other it's weird because it's kind yes. of Amanda waller's character i mean it's it's just basically a ruthless like that's the character it's like oh mm-hmm. ruthless, ruthless government agent doesn't yeah. care about you can will blow up your head at any moment yeah. that's yeah. the character there's not that much there but 
what they give Viola Davis to do in this is just way more engaging. There's a scene, I think it's the scene that follows Idris with the daughter, where um, his character confronts Amanda Waller, Mm -hmm. and you basically have these two great actors, you have Idris Elba and Viola Davis, and yeah, the scene's very over the top and big, but it's very engaging. It's just like, oh yeah, we're just, even though it's like in my mind, I'm like, well, clearly we don't have a movie unless Idris, <laughs> unless Bloodsport, sure. unless he goes on this mission, there's no movie. Like, but it yeah. works. It's like, yeah. wow, it's really engaging. But yeah, I would say like Amanda Waller's character is weird because there really isn't anything to that character. Like, which is why I think in the first movie, Viola Davis, it's like, yeah, she does what she can. But in this one, I'm like, oh, like, she's really engaged. She's mm-hmm. engaged with the other actors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was smart giving Amanda sort of like this little mini crew because she's basically wa- – throughout yes. the movie, right, she's basically in this little room yeah. with these other characters. And, again, those characters are not super deep, but it's like they can bounce off each other, and that just makes it more fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they they have – they add that – you know what you have the show? Like, I, I – I, I'm going to date myself a little bit. If you've ever caught an episode of Moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard, <laughs> the, the, the office workers are hilarious because they're always doing this crazy stuff. If you can catch it, I don't know if it's on Nickelodeon or something, but like they're always funny. And those guys, those, the, those actors that are just these little office workers working for her are delightful and they make those scenes pop big time. Totally. And there yeah. certainly is like, you know, she has such like a menace to her, right? You know, Peter, does, you mentioned that yeah. she is this ruthless government agent who you can't really tell if she's really doing everything for country and flag or if she's just like doing things because she's in a position to do things and she can just mastermind her own government plots and government agencies and black operative, uh, black operations um, schemes, right? But to pair her with like these office workers that are like betting on who's going to die first or, like, <laughs> you know, that aren't, that didn't do their, their homework and figure out that, that blood sport is afraid of rats and that weasel can't swim. You know, like there certainly is this, it, it makes sense to cut back to this control room and be like, cool. Well, there's, there's things that I can still pick up in the control room instead of just being like, Shots of like a brooding uh, Viola Davis on the screen, and you know mm-hmm. she's great at it, and she's an Academy Award winner for a reason. She's great at giving her lines. And Peter, I do want to echo what you were saying there. The Idris Elba Viola Davis on the screen, like Idris Elba is giving a lot to this movie. Like he's just like throwing himself into this role, being like this um, guy who's like just trying to do his time, get get done with it. But I do enjoy that scene because when I'm seeing them. Like just fight pound for pound on the screen. I'm just like, this is great. This is why, uh, this is like something that that Marvel did start, where it's like, hey, let's get some real actors to play these characters and have some good dialogue because it's gonna elevate everything. So uh, I definitely yeah. agree with uh, the Amanda Waller Viola Davis. Um, I mentioned Idris Elba, the guy that I want to point out here, John Cena. Like, yeah. I watched Fast Nine and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like he's just saying lines, like kind of like Dom Toretto. And then I watched this movie and I'm like. Is John Cena a good actor? <laughs> no, John Cena's a great actor. I mean, look, if you saw him in Trainwreck... Yes, yeah. Excellent, yeah he's excellent really good in Trainwreck. He yeah, is, yeah. The guy he... is comedic. He's incredibly yeah. funny, incredibly charming. When he's given that opportunity... F9, that, I don't blame him. That was not sure. his fault. That was a bad script. It just... It was so generic and so like, oh, yeah, go... Let's see how many times we can say family. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
I wasn't a yeah. fan of that beer. No, that, no, that, that was a good Vin Diesel. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> but I agree with you. I mean, the the what I'm so impressed by is that he starts off as like, okay, cool, buff macho guy, like doing his own thing, and then he starts being funny and comedic and delivering lines, mm-hmm. and and then he actually has a dramatic turn um, mm-hmm. toward the end of the movie where he's got to give some really good lines, give some really good facial expressions and face acting, and I was like, whoa. Like I, I'm kind of actually really surprised by this. I'm kind of blown away by his performance here, and I was kind of just goes to show you that like you know if you give a good script and you have a good director, you could probably get a lot out of an actor or actress, um, much more so than if you were just like like what Jimmy was saying there, just like throw them something and be like, hey, we're part of a franchise and read this kind of thing. So John yeah. Cena was just like, whoa, this is pretty good here, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. I no, I agree. I think that most I think that most actors if they you know, I guess like being actors, if they mm-hmm. like their job, I think they like the opportunity to um try different things and have mm-hmm. variation. And so I think that Senna works really well. Is it Cena or Senna? I think it's, it's Cena. Cena. Yeah. I think Cena works well when he gets to do humor. And you guys are right, again, no spoilers, but his character does something that he sort of regrets, mm-hmm. even though it kind of goes against his what he believes or whatever. And yeah. I think the actor sells it. I will say this though, not to defend Fast Nine, because I don't. I mean, it's it is <laughs> it is what it is. I will say it this: is what it is. my my issue I had with Fast Nine, strangely, was more that um, there's a lot of flashbacks in the movie where you have young Dom and young Jacob, mm-hmm. and I didn't care at all. But I thought it was a credit to what Vin Diesel, I guess, does and what Cena got to do that just them being on screen to me was more interesting than what the and I, it's nothing against those younger actors. <laughs> right, but it's right, like, right. It's like if you if you get to a room and, you know, you you're you're, you know, John Cena is like a wall. He ha- he absolutely has a presence. Like, so, so I would say he does what he can, like you said, in F9. I don't, yeah, I think he does a solid job, but you're right. Absolutely. He has way more, he, he has way more to play with here, more, more in the toolbox. And I think he's having fun. I think most of the actors are. Can I just say too, really quickly that did, so did, did going back to F9, did Dom get a facelift? Because <laughs> Fast Nine, he looks very similar, like he did in Fast and the Furious. Why does he look completely different in, when he within a few years? Like Mo- I guess movie, he got magic. movie magic, uh, that was, movie magic. You, you're a producer, you know. You're that a director. was the dumbest, the worst casting. I, the guy was fine. He was fine, but literally looked nothing like the guy. I mean, I'm like that was talking about like, the flashbacks, right? The F9 flashbacks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Dom, I mean, like, young this... Dom looked nothing yeah. like Young Dom. To be to be fair, like I think we mentioned on the um, when we were doing the the review, the actor who's playing Young Dom does a good job. But He's yeah, fine. I, I don't not know. Bad. Yeah, I'm not really like sure him. like what the uh, the timeline is. But I was like, are these guys supposed to be like 15 or are they supposed to be like 19 or are they 22? Like I'm not really sure. Uh, I, yeah, it was like a, it was only a few different uh, years uh, difference from the the when the Fast and the Furious would have taken place. So I'm just kind of like, really, yeah. really, this, he this looks is like, completely like those different. memes where they're like, hey, look, 
isn't that Professor Xavier in 1978? And why does he look like this in 1979, where it's like, uh, where it's James McAvoy, and then it's all of a sudden Patrick Stewart? So it's like <laughs> a few years later, he just turns well, into an old but man. But at least with the X Men, you're dealing with a sci-fi where it's like thing. You know, you're you, this is a Fast and Furious. I, well, I guess you know they they fly cars <laughs> in space, so I guess it is sci-fi. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you're gonna uh, say something. <laughs> Well, I think that, you know, what's interesting, um, sort of to take what you guys are saying about the flashback and to bring it to uh, the Suicide Squad yeah. is that thanks for, like, thanks for taking us back. Please. Yeah. Well, please. Sort of, to sort of sort of my note about how I felt that this movie does a really good job using needle needle drops, popular sure. music. I also think that flashbacks, if if used poorly, uh, drag down your film, which is what sure. I think happened in F9. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm not really learning anything. I guess I'm learning he had a brother because we didn't know about that before. But I mean, <laughs> right. like, in this movie, they only give, I think if I'm right, because you've seen it three times, mm-hmm. only one character gets the flashback, right? Which is Ratcatcher 2. Am I right? Yeah. And yeah. I thought, and, and, I thought you it know, was to be really... fair, that, that one was also done stylishly. Stylishly, beautifully with it, heart. Mm-hmm. It's done stylishly, and yeah, and exactly to what, what I was going to was going to get at is that like i think part of the secret sauce here that i think gun he he did this in guardians also is that he can do a lot of his what we think like the bad taste from his trauma days or whatever Mm -hmm. but he somehow manages to balance the whole thing out with a lot of warmth and so with catcher having uh is it Taika Waititi. Waititi. Yeah. Taika Waititi. He so he's he's Ratcatcher one, right? He's the father. Yes. Yeah. And there is there's a lot of heart in those oh scenes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Better than you would think they would. Right. You know. And I think it's great how you take that, which is only the only character in flashback. You have another character, um, Polka Dot Man, mm-hmm. who oh. doesn't get flashbacks, but <laughs> he gets that he gets something. That alludes to that his past has informed him as a person. Sure, and yes, it's very yes. funny, and it's and a great it, vision. Yeah, it's it's quite yeah. hilarious. I don't know who that. Yeah, you know, I don't want to give it away, but there, there certainly are away. funny scenes but, where I'm just like, uh, <laughs> he's just dancing with a bunch of the same person. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's you know with it, with that too. It's like with, with both those characters, and I want to say I, I really have to say Brat Catcher and Polka Dot Man were two, my two favorite characters. Yeah, it played, they were, Brat Catcher two played by Daniela Melshore, and then also David Dalsmashian uh, as Polka Dot Man. Yeah, these are really lovely performances yeah. because they could have been one note. They could, especially Polka Dot Man. It could have been a joke. Right. It could yeah. have been a joke, but by the by the top, by the end of the movie, you're like, I loved this character. I yeah. love what he does. I love it, it. Your heart kind of breaks. Like as silly as it is, like the dance sequence. Yeah. Then you, you then you, he, you, he, he has these moments. Of, and credit this to David. He's a phenomenal actor. And yes, he always he is, is solid. Yeah. Always solid. But the same with Ratcatcher too. I, 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 my heart broke for these characters as much as I was. They made me smile, and that's such right. a. And, and come on, we cannot not mention Sebastian the Rat. Sebastian the we, Rat was trying to oh give yeah, leaves great, to yeah. create peace. Um, but <laughs> I, I certainly wanted to. I did want to bring up that as another character, uh, Daniela Melshore uh, playing Ratcatcher too. Completely becomes like the heart of the movie in yes. such a way that I wasn't expecting because I was like. Well, she's like a lazy person and she controls rats or she loves sleeping and 
whatever else. And then all of a sudden you're just like, uh, everybody needs to protect her <laughs> because mm-hmm. she is great. And then again, she brings Peter. You mentioned like she has like probably one of the, the most emotional scenes um, with like a flashback sequence. And I was like, wow, this is really well done. And like she doesn't have like ridiculous lines too. Like you know how Gunn seems to have evenly given out spaced out good lines for people, funny lines for people, as well as like badass lines for people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it really works out in such a way that I was rooting for them. Again, a ragtag team of of uh, villains slash antiheroes. I was rooting for them to to save the day and be okay at the end of it. And yeah. you know, Jimmy, to your point there, I think what what is also devastating is that James doesn't James Gunn doesn't just like say like, oh, cool, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna have like some really cool action sequences where where people are definitely gonna die. He actually goes back to some of them, and I was like, this is really nice. Like, you know, yeah. like Redcatcher two like yeah. picks up like some cloth at the end of the movie, and I was like, this is that was oh that was like was really nice. So gives me chills like, literally. I know exactly the moment you're thinking of, and I yeah. just. This movie has a lot of heart, and yeah. I, I, with all the badassery and all the batshit crazy stuff that's going on screen, especially that last, the last, the last that final act, what what a wonderful thing to see. Um, let's shout out to Starro. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I, it was really the best of all worlds for me as sure. a film film lover because I'm getting my cheesy monster movie. I'm getting my heartfelt drama i'm getting my badass comedy i'm getting my i'm getting re and on top of all that these layer even the characters that don't last sure you get a sense of who they are yeah like that whole opening sequence was just a joy to watch and you didn't feel like oh yeah well they're just pointless you felt like this is really cool. This is I'm really getting to know these people right. for a few a little bit, yeah, and I love that. I mean, I love even, that. even characters like Rick Flag, where I was like, I didn't really have an attachment to him in in Suicide Squad, the the uh, Air movie, and then this one I was he's like, great oh hair. cool, you yeah. know, I dig that he's got like this stupid shirt on, and like he's willing to be, he's willing to, you know, when they're at a bar waiting for, waiting for a uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Who's the yeah, big the brain thinker. guy? The thinker, the thinker. yes. Yeah. Played by uh, Doctor Who himself, um, yeah. uh, Peter uh, Capaldi. But wow. I was just like, oh, it's cool that Rick Flagg is a leader because he's just like, cool, yeah, no, we're, we're the jig is up. Like, let's just – we got to protect uh, the, the core here, so let's um, do what we have to do. But, you know, he, he certainly has, like, other things that he has to do in, in the movie, and I yeah. was like, oh, this is a well-done thing. So, again, James Gunn, we've seen him do this with – all of his movies, as well as like Guardians, especially with Guardians, because that's the most with Parallel, yeah. where I didn't really care about anybody in the beginning, or I kind of really didn't know who anybody was, but at the end of it, I'm just like, yeah, man, it's cool that, you know, Gamora and Groot and all these people, like, hashtag we are Groot. Like, that's my, one of the best <laughs> scenes from the, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. But, uh, are no, there any, yeah, yeah, were there any yeah, other? Uh-huh. I, I, gotta, I gotta give another yes. shout out, of course, because I absolutely fell in love with All Hail King Shark. My yes. God, what a great character! No what way! Great, what an um, dude! Look, I love Groot. I I'm a, I yeah. really love the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I but I also love sharks. I'm a big shark fan. Yeah. So, but I was like, this is going to be silly. It's going to be stupid. What a lovable, delightful character they've created with this. Mm-hmm. Stallone is fantastic with the voice. It's funny. It's charming and again it could have been a, a, a one joke note it could and, and there you look he, the nom nom thing is 
carries carries through. Sure, but like you still have again, and again, it's through the rat catcher. Again, it's through the right. rat catcher where we we see something in other characters through her eyes, and we're like, oh my gosh, she she's really. I, I love these characters. Yeah. I love the yeah. I, I I love I love King Shark. Yeah, All King, hell, Shark, King Shark. I mean, King Shark's great, and he's got like a lot of interactions that he has to go through that. People just dump on him. Like yes. there's a part where Cena's just like "fuck out of here," and I was like, "Why'd you have to say that to him? He just he just made you a figurine out of C4." You know? <laughs> but oh, I love that scene. Yeah, but it's like it doesn't look anything like me, and I was like, "All right, calm down. He's he's learning, okay?" So. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like that Stallone. Um, the char- the way that Stallone voices King Shark is completely different than in the Harley Quinn animated show, which is a uh, Ron uh, Ron Funches, who oh, I, Ron I Funches? like yeah. that comedian. Ron yeah, Funches? I like that version of King Shark too. Um, yeah. but it's but it's different, and and I was surprised both work. Um, wow. yeah, King Shark definitely. He a, a lot of my friends that have they really love the King Shark character. They're just like, oh, King Shark, like um, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, he is great. I, I wanted to say before I yes. forgot the guy's name. The guy who played Polka Dot Man, David what? David Delsmachian or David um, Desmalchian. Yeah, I like that. They, to a degree, I kind of like that Gun sort of cast him against type. I mean, he's he's the type in the sense that that actor sort of plays weirdos. I guess that's true. Sure. But we have a lot more care and concern for mm-hmm. Polka Dot Man. Right. I feel like because wasn't he like in um. Was he in Prisoners? I feel like he's in a lot yeah, of he stuff. He was in Prisoners, and he was also like the the cop that didn't say anything in The Dark Knight. So yeah, you know, he's like oh, the one. Right. Yeah. He's so the I one that's like being he... like interrogated by oh, uh, Harvey that Dent. Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was right. like, is this guy just mute in every movie? Because even in Prisoners, <laughs> he doesn't really say anything. He just like you know gets his ass kicked a few times. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely feel something for him, yeah. and I thought that that was nice that the actor got to play that, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, again, like, all these character actors are really good at – I mean, so kudos to, to Gunn for being, like, that guy. Like that, I want yeah. I want him as as uh, my polka dot man. I also love that, you know, you, you we're speaking about all these characters as characters and who they play in the movie. They also have empathy for people that are, like, side characters in this movie. It's like – they killed yeah. Milton. <laughs> like, yes. It's like, who's Milton? He's been with us the entire time. <laughs> I love Milton. Come yeah. on. And so they, they, take, yeah, they take a moment to stop there. Uh, let's get well, into some of the – oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, again, I, I and I have to harken back to even the, even the characters that are, again, not in it a lot, they're still memorable. There's still all, literally every every single one of them has a moment. You're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And that's that's hard to do. That's there was hard a to scene do. early on where I thought Mike Rooker was just going to go badass. And then, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like what Peter was saying early on, just did not caught me uh, by surprise. I was like, mm, that's probably that's probably the right move. <laughs> so. you know, one of the things that I liked about this movie that I feel like I've already seen some criticisms like of this, um, but I appreciated it is I feel like I don't I feel like it's the is the Avengers Avengers was 2012 mm-hmm. Avengers has a big scene where aliens come to New York and there's all this destruction Battle New York, and right? I feel like after that it felt like Marvel and DC they always have to have some character go oh 
the city's been evacuated. The the warehouse has been evacuated. And it's like that just so we know that nobody's going to die. It's like only the, and in this right, movie, right. it's like, nope. <laughs> it's like There's a lot of. Die. Yeah. I mean, they, they do. They even explain it, too. It's like, oh, what what if we take off like, you know, whatever happens to these people? Like they're already dead. Like, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's sad. So yeah, well, you know, here, here, I, I kind here, of appreciate here, that, I guess. Yes, like I. Here, yeah. well, here's the thing, like, I, and I saw, I, I saw that complaint too, and I, you know, I, I feel like that. I, fast not fast five got a lot of that too. You know, anytime that's like, how many cars are they hidden or destroying? <laughs> but my it's thing true. is, you have a movie with a bunch of psychotic people mm-hmm. who are are put in a situation where they're like you do this or you die uh something right. massive happens and it, it's insane and crazy that would be ridiculous if there this is an r-rated movie right, right. it's a fantasy it's a fantasy people yeah this is not this is not pre it's not done starro's not coming don't worry we're good <laughs> you know and it's 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 I, I feel like we need to be a little bit, and I, I get it. I, I do get like, you know, sometimes you see on screen violence and you're like, ooh, is this really necessary right now? But I think this film specifically was just so, just outrageous enough yeah. that it didn't bother me. Well, you guys got to the it, question I was just going to ask. Like, you know, one of the larger criticisms is, hey, man, this is like really gory or this is like very violent. I was like, yeah, it's R-rated movie. Yeah, I, I think we're in a. I actually would say, and it's not just James Gunn. I mean, mm-hmm. we just brought up uh, Fear Streets. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like we're in a strange gore renaissance lately. There's stuff that I'm like, oh, that was a lot more gory than I thought it was going to be. I, I mean, I'm a product of the '80s, so I like gore mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, I kind of yeah, like seeing that. Too. I don't yeah. really like if a horror movie's PG-13. I'm always like, uh, like so. I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so I appreciated all that. Yeah. I will say, yeah. the one thing I will say to the point about the Starro thing of saying that, well, even if you, so I think you're saying the implication is even if they took the little, the little thing off of them, those people are already dead. Yeah. Like, yeah that's what they were saying in the lab. I think yeah. that even though that's true, um, I do think that one, this is a rated R movie, <laughs> but two, like you said, these are psychopaths. These are criminals. Right. I don't think, you did the same finale, and it was Superman. Even with what you just said, eh, Superman just can't kill them. Even if it's like, no, they're already dead, it's like, eh, yeah. he can't do that. It's right. like the yeah. optics of that doesn't look very good. But these are, yeah. but that's yeah. not what they are. These are criminals. Right. So it's like. Yeah. And, and at a certain yeah. point, I even thought to myself, I wish that it was gorier and there was more <laughs> violence. Not not to say that I like needed like some bloodlust uh, quenched. Or some bloodthirst punch. It's just more that, to whatever you guys have both said, this these are bad guys. <laughs> so they've yeah. got to kill. And, and, you know, when when Ishoba actually starts like pulling out his gun because he's being surrounded, I was like, oh, he's not gonna pull the trigger, and he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's the most logical thing that he could do. And yeah. I know that they were just civilians to some degree, but he's got to do what he's got to do. And uh, you know, I, I think I had larger questions around like. What happens to this giant kaiju monster in this this country once they leave the islands? So well, you know the oh, thing sure. about it too is you have characters like uh, you know I'm going to go back a little bit to Harley Quinn. It's sure. uh, there is a you know well, Harley Quinn and Ratcatcher specifically, and and even I would say a couple other characters. There is a sense of my God, this is this is devastating, and we can't let 
this happen. Idris Elba is another one. They, it's, this is, there's children involved. There, there's, and they're going to get hurt. And that, again, look, uh, let's be real. A lot of, you know, I I love, uh, there's a lot of great superhero movies. Marvel's done an amazing job finding their, their, their world and they've built this massive world, but you're not going to see, real danger in general in these movies sure, you know you're sure. just not because you're not you know a lot of these, the people coming to see these are, are going to be kids or they're going to be younger and then right. you're not going to want to see the kind of tragedy and so you know when you have a bunch of psychotics in an r-rated horror movie or, or r-rated action movie you know going crazy and being allowed to do what they do i think i think you have to give it a little bit of a break <laughs> sure yeah i would agree with you i mean I, it is I mean, what Gunn is showing you, it is it was actually a clean version of probably what would have happened, right? There probably was mm-hmm. like probably more blood in the streets kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. but you know, let's not go crazy, crazy, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I it, certainly it was... hear you on that front. Um, I had another question for you guys, which was, uh, people were saying like, oh, well, early on before the Suicide Squad was done filming, they were just like, well, Will Smith's not part of it, and he's not probably not going to be drawing anybody to this. Did you guys have any opinion on the, the, the non Will Smith factor, no Will Smith factor? I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't (laughs) think he was an interesting character in the first film. I don't, I don't think it was an interesting character. I don't, what it was done with it wasn't, it wasn't interesting. Idris Elba's character had way more layers, (laughs) way more interesting. I I mean, no, no, no. I agree with you. I do think it is weird because I, yeah, I think Idris is better. It is a little weird though that it's like Idris and Will Smith's character both have, don't they both have daughters? Like that's kind of like a thing with they both do. the characters. They do. Yeah. They both kind yeah. of have a daughter issue and they're both sort of similar experts like type of thing. So in that yeah. way, you can sort of see it as like if, if Will Smith did say yes this would basically they basically just would have done the same arc like i sort of see maybe it, yes you know? um right. but but i will say i think idris as a either either as an actor because i do i mean i love will smith i think he's great but like i think idris what he brought to this role there's a kind of i don't know like a ferocity to him or something I that guess. like yeah I really think will smith plays in like so uh yeah, it's it, so it'd be so different, you know, like, yeah. um, but but yeah, I didn't honestly no, it did not even occur. I knew I was pretty confident that like you would have to bring back Harley Quinn because mm-hmm. especially with Birds of Prey, I was like, ah, oh, you can't. There's no way you can't have her. Um, so but honestly, for me, I was I was pretty much ready to just have a whole new cast. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. G- James Gunn said, and he we when we first saw the screening he did a little q a afterwards and his uh his his intentions and i also interviewed him so i got to talk a little bit about it but his you know he basically he was given free reign they're like do whatever and he's like well is there anything you need and they're like well we really like harley quinn i mean Mm -hmm. maybe can we put her in there that was it that was literally it and he you know for rick he 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 just saw layers that he could put in and 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 then, you know, it you was know, it, it really is a new film. It yeah, really isn't the same. I would agree with you. I mean, it's it's largely. I mean, there's even even if you were to say like it's a not even a sequel, but just a continuation of the story of the Suicide Squad. I, I definitely see it as like mm-hmm. something else. But what you mentioned there about James Gunn and kind of the studio saying we just want to put Harley Quinn in there, maybe that explains why 
how I felt about Harley Quinn early on when I asked you guys about about her story arc in this movie. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. I had an original idea, and like, oh, cool, yeah, I'm I'm happy to put Margot Robbie, an amazing actor, into this movie. Um, and, yeah, that was his thing. He's like, I, I'm gonna, who doesn't want to work with Margot Robbie? Right. She's fantastic, and she's a talented actress, and she adds a lot. She, I mean, she really owns a character. So he was able to. What I, I just think he knew he knew how to utilize these characters in an interesting way. Right. And he took chances. He took risks, which is very rare for this kind of movie. Yeah. I would agree. Do you guys, um, can I ask you guys, do you guys think that because it has been, you know, it's been, um, said is, I don't know if it's ever been official from Warner brothers, but I had always heard that basically the 2016 suicide squad was like a mishmash of, I airs cut, and a trailer house yes that, that they that's mixed. absolutely true yes so here's my question mm-hmm. um do you guys would you be guys curious to see what Ayer's original cut is and like do you think it could be good and i say this because i thought bright was terrible like um right. even though i do like i do like and i do like end of watch and i like the script for training day right and i think right. that is air so yeah I don't know. Like, what are you? What are your thoughts? Like, now that it sounds like we all like this movie, yeah. would you guys be curious to see? And like, I guess like the Zack Snyder cut, like the Ayer cut of yeah. Suicide Squad. Jimmy, I, I don't know. I'm mixed. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. I don't really know how I feel about that. I didn't really watch the. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the Justice League one. I, I I really don't like the Justice League. I didn't like the movie. I and I had heard from enough people. I, I'm not talking because there's some fanboys that love Zack Snyder, and 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 I'm I'm totally cool with that because I I think Zack is awesome, and I, I do I actually like Zack Snyder a lot. I think he's an intro. I think he's a great guy. He's a fantastic guy to talk to, but he, I I do think he's visually a really interesting director. I don't always, you know, relate to scripts. Sure, but uh, with. It's a tricky situation. Are we going to do this for every movie then? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It almost feels like, are we opening too big of a can of worms to do, okay, let's see the Ayers cut. I mean, hey, what, what about that uh, Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered? We need to see that. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I, it's, it's one of those things. I, I don't know. I'm mixed on it. I, I would, if it were this specific film and Ayers, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to see it. Sure. Why not? I, I'm kind of in the resounding no category, and, okay. I, and you know nothing Fair against. Fair enough. Like, Fair yeah, enough. Nothing against what you were just mentioning there, Jeremy. I, I think it's just more that David, uh, Mr. Air, if I if you if you prefer, uh, there's nothing that would indicate to me that you had a different that the movie that you're going to be putting out would be better because I you know even on the show we've said that David Air has kind of been hot and cold. You mentioned End of Watch. That's probably one of his like better movies. As I think it's his best film, yeah. Yeah, but then you also have, like, Street Kings, which is terrible, you know what I mean? And <laughs> so, like, you know, what are we getting here? We have, like, you wrote uh, Training Day, and then you also wrote Tears of the Sun, and or maybe yeah. maybe, maybe that was just Fuqua. But, um, you know, there, there's a lot hot and cold in his filmography. And so I think the other thing that really doesn't help his argument is that this movie, The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, is getting really good reviews. Um, mm-hmm. And so That's it's true. like cool well what do you like what was your point you know what i mean like are you just trying to say like if joss whedon's uh, justice league wasn't so like critically confusing and questionable mm-hmm. i think that the the fans wouldn't or I'm, I'm sure that 
if it was better, the fans would be like, mm, okay, yeah, it's suitable. Yeah, it we're good. Sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're sure. good. And then, you know, I think a lot of people were saying this when they watched Snyder's Batman, or I'm sorry, Justice League as well, which is like, oh, yeah, I definitely see where all these scenes are from, and the story is just more cohesive. It's just more expansive. But I, I definitely see where Snyder, or I'm sorry, where Whedon and the producers and the studio decided to, like, get the main plot points. So yeah. I, I don't think that it's, like, necessarily a good thing for directors to come out and say, like, I had my vision for this movie, and it wasn't done, so, you know, back me on trying to get, like, this thing out, because, Jimmy, yeah. to your point, we've talked about this on the show, Aaron and I have talked about this on the show in the past, it's like, yes, you know, at what point is is, is it not enough, so... Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. I mean, famous, I mean, I would say famously, you know, as a, as a film nerd or whatever, really, the, I feel like the only, like, director's cut or 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 tink or, or tinkering that is kind of established as the version is probably blade runner like that's the only one where i feel yeah. like we're all pretty much like yeah that's the version like that's the one that we all like watch everything else mm-hmm. the director's cut is usually more just kind of a bonus it's like oh that's kind of interesting he changed a few things or whatever yeah i mean like, I, you, even like um you know uh what's his face um james cameron has said like hey you know what i do have like a longer version of terminator 2 judgment day but theatrical cut, I gave my approval on too. So that's actually the one that I, I, you can watch yeah. that one. You know what I mean? Although I do like his the abyss, his the extended abyss. I do like his extended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do. I think though that I I think um to what we're saying though that, and I hope this doesn't sound too cynical, but you know the truth is, the Snyder cut came into being at a very specific time around the launching of HBO Max. So I mean it. Sure. it Kinda, it made sense. It, yeah. it fit. It was like, yeah. oh, this is it's it's four hours long. You know, in fact, I was actually wondering if they were going to make it a four week thing, which I'm glad they didn't. Um, but I think there were yeah, early talks about that, but I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. And and um, I would agree too. Um, I like I I interviewed Snyder for a Watchmen years ago, and I thought he seemed like a really nice guy. I just yeah. Snyder's a weird person where he seems like he's a nice guy. And I think he has an, a very interesting aesthetic. Mm-hmm. My problem with Snyder is usually, with the exception of, honestly, Dawn of the Dead, is that I always feel like sometimes his movies feel like trailers for movies. Uh, like they feel like sequences that don't yeah. build on each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it's strange. Okay. Um, but. But yeah, so for me, I don't need to see the air cut. But I was just curious what you guys, with Suicide yeah. Squad, what you guys were thinking. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, I yeah, I, I maybe, maybe I, I couldn't tell you if yeah. I'd watch it. I, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I really want that, but I'm not like, oh God, please, not another one. You know, I'm not there. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that, we've had a great discussion about the Suicide Squad here. Um, a lot of uh, high praise from folks. Uh, Jimmy, uh, where would you tell people go uh, to go and see this movie? You can uh, use our just old... go now. Wow, go just now. Just go now in a theater. Right. Just yeah. go IMAX, man. This, I mean, it's a beautiful film to look on the big screen. As long as you're safe. If you don't feel safe, man, just watch it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I mean, I don't. I don't. We're in a weird time, man. It's not like you. You don't want to tell someone. Yeah, you just go to the theater. Sure. If you don't feel comfortable going to the theater, I have neighbors that aren't really comfortable yet. You know what? You you have the opportunity to watch on HBO Max. TVs are pretty nice nowadays. I don't know if you guys have noticed. So, <laughs> you know, I think I think it's okay to watch it the first time on HBO Max. Sure. But 
if I, I honestly I've seen it twice in theaters and once on HBO Max, and I'm going again on in theaters. I just think it's a really beautiful film to watch. Nice. So, did you watch it on IMAX? Yes, I did. You both did. times. Okay. Both times. Okay. Both times. Yeah. Peter, where would you rate this movie, and where would you tell people to go watch it? I would say pretty much exactly what he said. Uh, I saw it at an AMC screening, a screen at AMC. I don't think it was IMAX though, but it, it still looked really nice uh, on the big screen. But mm-hmm. I, I absolutely understand. I will say a little inside baseball here. Um, and you guys agree or, or if you've had the same experience, I will say post pandemic. Well, I guess we're still kind of in the pandemic, but, um, the screenings that I've gone to, mm-hmm. um, the studios kind of make you do like a questionnaire. Yes. Technically you could be lying, but I mean, in so in yes. theory, in theory, you are going to a screening where people are vaccinated and it's spaced out pretty well. Yeah, sure, so sure. I understand that me going to a screening is not the same as somebody who might have to see, you know, who's in a whatever city and then they go see um, Suicide Squad, but they don't know who's going to be sitting next to them. I totally get it. If you're yeah, like, yeah. that makes me uncomfortable. I get that. Absolutely. And then, yeah, like, I mean, like, I really like my TV. So, yeah, just watch it. Come watch it on my television. No, I'm kidding. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're coming over we'll, right yeah, now. We'll get man. your address after the show. <laughs> Here's my address. Yeah, we'll right. just publish drop, it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just then just watch it on HBO Max, you know. Right. But, but yes, ideally, I do think it works. I think the finale especially oh, works yeah. really well on the big screen. So yeah, fun. I would say – in fact, I want to say one more thing. I will say that – the big finale. I have long, I have long had a problem with most superhero movies. Even though I like them, I often feel like the last act is usually a lot of, just a lot of spectacle and usually some big CG monster and everything. My classic example of that is Wonder Woman. I think the first two thirds of Wonder Woman are pretty perfect. And then the end, it's like, eh, and then she just defeats Ares and it's a big CG thing. For some reason, this movie is also a big CG thing, but it's so absurd that I found it very engaging. I don't – it's almost like – I think that's what Gunn's really good at. It's like yeah. he knows that he's supposed to deliver this thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I got to give you this big CG battle, and and he does do that, but he does it in its own way, so it doesn't feel like an afterthought, like it so much does in a lot of Marvel movies and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Can, so, can I add something sure. to that too? And uh, honestly, Abe, if you want to cut this out, I I would understand because I don't. It's a little spoilery. We'll see. Like even Starro, the whole I just wanted to see the stars. I, I, wow. There's oh, I like that. Depth. Yeah, so I, there's depth to that. Again, there's depth. It's and there shouldn't be depth. There, it's it's you know, exactly what you said, man. It's. It's a big spectacle sequence and blah, 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 blah. And, it, you know, you know exactly what to get. This one you didn't. Mm-hmm. You really didn't. Yeah, well, I agree. Uh, I would uh, I would also tell people to go check it out in a theater where it's safe. Um, and then also, if you have access to HBO Max, feel free to stream it right away. Um, I think one of our uh, guests and friends of the show, Michael Lee, had said, if you're going to watch it at home and not going to watch it in IMAX, just turn your volume up as high as it can go. Um, <laughs> I, I might. I agree. agree with him on that. Uh, yeah, there certainly yeah. is like needle drops, but also like just the absurdity of it all. So um, yeah, uh, well, that was our discussion of the Suicide Squad. Uh, let's get into a very quick game here for you guys both. All right, this game is uh, called "Hey, I Was in That." This is where I'm going to read movie titles 
And if you guys know the actor of one of the folks who were in the Suicide Squad, uh, feel free to buzz in with your name and tell me who that actor is. So again, I'm okay. going to be reading the movie titles, and you can just tell me who, who the actor is. All right? Here we go. Mall Rats. Uh, oh. Jimmy? Whoa, going off the first one. Jimmy. Yeah, David. I think was in Mallrats. No, it's not David Dustman. What? Not not oh, the actor okay. that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, no, I think he's too young. Shit, he, he would have been quite young. Yeah. He would have been quite young. Yeah, I'm I'm forgetting the year. Sorry, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna suck at this game today. I'm, my no, don't worry. You're gonna, it's okay. The first one we get some jitters out here. Peter, uh, uh, I'm gonna keep here. going here unless you have a, a guess. Wait, is it Michael Rooker? Because we're trying to Michael Rooker. Rooker. Oh yes. duh, yeah. Shit. Michael oh, Rooker. I was like. Who's in it? Is it Michael Rooker, maybe? I mean, like, I, I yeah. That's named embarrassing. He's amazing in that movie, too. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed I didn't say to him. Jesus. It's okay. You'll see him at the next junket, and you know you can apologize to him in person. So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the next one here. Uh, far from heaven. Out of sight. Well, it wasn't... Disturbia. Nights of Dan. Wait, one person is in all these movies? Yeah. Law-abiding mm-hmm. citizen. The help. Oh, God. I'm oh, sorry, well, wait. Jimmy. Jimmy. Viola Davis. Yes, Viola Davis. I'm, I'm so, I, I told you I'm spacing no, today, hey, man. It's 1-1, one, one, Jimmy. And also the clues become <laughs> easier as you guys are more and more quiet. <laughs> yes. So it, it'll eventually go up to, like, widows. <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Viola Davis. All right, next one here. Snobba Cash. Lola versus... Oh, Saint Peter. Peter. Joel Kinner- Kinnerman. I'm going to accept it. Joel Kinnerman, yes. Oh, I didn't know how to say his name. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know he's in. I know he's in Lola versus. Lola. I didn't know what the first movie you said was. I didn't. Probably, I don't know that it's film. It's probably like some Nordic film or something. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one would have been RoboCop, obviously, to, to really oh, help right, you out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Joel yeah, Kinnaman. that RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Murphy. Uh, the next one here. I Frankenstein. The Water Diviner. Jack Reacher. Oh, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jai, Jai Courtney. Yes, Jai Courtney is correct. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. It, will, it would have yeah. ended up with Terminator Genesis. Yeah, I know. So, so if you guys didn't get anything, it's just Terminator Genesis. Hopefully that really well, Or you could have said Suicide Squad. Yeah, I could have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you technically could have. Uh, next one here. I see you. As in, uh, you know, intensive care unit, not not ICU. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peter Rabbit. Terminal. Terminal. Dreamland. The Big Short. Oh God, God, Jimmy. Jimmy. I'm Margot Kidder. What? Sorry, no, like, Margot, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is correct. <laughs> I love Wait, Margot Kidder. 
Wait, she's in the Tom Hanks movie? Or am I yeah. getting that wrong? No, no, that's the Terminal. The, no, the this other is, Terminal. This is the a one 2018 with movie. Uh, Wait, yeah. what is Terminal? It's, uh, it's a... Uh, Oh, sci-fi ahead, kind of uh like it's has simon Pegg. It, it was kind of a lo-fi sci-fi movie. oh you know what yeah. i think i saw the posters for that and i didn't Myers see it. in it yeah yeah oh, it's okay. it's interesting it's interesting yeah. it's were you great, eventually but... gonna get to i tanya i i was <laughs> and then also the wolf of wall street so yes. <laughs> yeah right, wolf wall, right. <laughs> where you guys would have been like you know really buzzy in quickly all right next one yes here. uh one love Beautiful Mother, 28 Weeks Later, This Christmas, The Losers, Thor, The Gunman, I'm so blanking, I don't know why. Beasts of No Nation. Oh, oh wait, is that um, which we'll call it? Uh, is that Idris? <laughs> yes, Peter. Here. That is Idris. Oh my gosh, Idris. Beasts of No Nation was uh hopefully gonna give it away, but I guess I could have. I mean Thor too, but I guess there's a lot of actors in Thor. Oh, now. Yeah. Thor, yeah. God, he's in Thor. Yeah, he's I'm Thor. Yeah. <laughs> He opens up the gate. He sees everything. You're right. I'm, no, you're so, right. You're right. I, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like spacing out tonight. I'm like not getting at all. I'm just, I'm usually better at these. Terrible. Terrible. It's, it's really okay <laughs> because there's, there's only a, a couple more here. So you're going to be, Thank God. Gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next one here. Saving Lincoln. The employer. Animals. Chronic, Ant-Man, Prisoners. Oh, Peter. Oh. Peter. David, the guy, that guy. <laughs> Polka Dot Man, yeah, David. Polka Dot yeah. Man, yes. Des Melchian, yes, yes. Not Mallrats, he was in the Not Mallrats, yes. Yeah. I can't believe I got, I got that wrong. Last one here, <laughs> unless, yeah, last one here on the list is a tiebreaker. Here we go. Victory. Lock oh, up. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, the soccer. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna go Cobra. <laughs> yeah, that will get. He, he's a little harder to, you know, because he's he's pretty. Yeah, that's. Uh, I know Stallone, man. Yeah, it would it would have been <laughs> hilarious if it was just like Rocky. <laughs> Rambo. Yeah. All these guys. You guys are tied four to four, and here's a tiebreaker here. Okay. Uh, let me just pull this up here. Not that I'm stalling for time, um, and you know uh, I'm just writing things out here in a Google search. And here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> I have a James Gunn movie that he has written and directed here. It's called Slither. Okay. The person. Both of you guys will get a chance. Oh here. yeah. Okay. The person who tells me how much Slither made at the U.S. box office, not adjusted for inflation, will win today's game. Jimmy, since you got the last question right, you'll get to go first here. What do you think Slither made in the the game, man? I I don't think it was a huge hit, but I think it made enough. I would say 
ooh, I don't I don't think it was a hundred million. I would say like sixty. Uh, you know, I'm going to go. We're talking about sixty million. Six is Slither. Just, is it U.S. box office? Just or U.S. Yeah, just U.S. box office. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm going too high. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna go that high. I think forty. Forty, 40 million. Okay. Yeah, forty million. Okay. Uh, Peter, what do you think? Slither. Uh, 2006 Slither. Uh, made uh, in the U.S. box office. Twenty-two or something. Twenty-two or something. So twenty-two. I mean, I was gonna accept it. Twenty-two. Is closer than Jimmy's 40, 42, 40 million. It made yeah. $7.8 million US box office. Man, I was, gonna say, uh, I was gonna say 13, and I was like, no, that's too low. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what's funny? I always, I always think that movie made more than it did because it's such a, I mean, it, it became such a cult classic. It became a cult so, classic, and I watched yeah. it on, I watched it on VHS DVD, probably just DVD, probably VHS didn't exist at the time or anymore. But yeah, yeah I, I watched it on um, on DVD. So yes, yeah. But seven point eight million Slither two thousand six. Peter, nice. you are the winner of this week's games. Yay! Uh, you go, Peter. Yeah, good <laughs> job, Peter. Well, let's uh-huh. move on into some out now feedback here. Uh, first question is, what is your favorite Idris Elba role or uh, film? Uh, Maxwell Haddad, friend of the show, has. If we're only talking about films, either Beast of a Donation or Pacific Rim. I still think his best work has been on TV. He's been very good in a lot of very bad movies, uh, probably including uh, the Stephen King movie um, where he's mm. a, a cowboy. Um, Luther is amazing. <laughs> Luther he's is really great. Yeah, no, he's really I mean, great. He's also great at Stringer Bell. Um, I mean, the dude's great in any role, even if it's a terrible movie, the guy kicks ass. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason writes, he has a lot of fun in The Office, and he was great in Luther and Pacific Rim. So, yeah. <laughs> He's the uh, he's the uh, the temporary boss that everyone falls in love with. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any favorite Idris Elba films and roles? Uh, Jimmy, you had mentioned a few already. Yeah, Luther. I, I Luther's great. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he did. Another TV show that I, I believe that I liked. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, so okay. I'm trying to think of. No, he's he's always reliable. He's just one of those guys that is always. Oh, I, oh yeah, the Suicide Squad. I loved him in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I haven't seen it yet, Jimmy. So yeah, I'll, I'll, you should check it out. out. It's yeah, really yeah, good. Sure. Uh, Peter, have any uh, favorite Aegis Elba roles films? Well, it's funny because honestly, Suicide the Suicide Squad was the movie when. Like halfway through that movie, I was like, oh, yeah, Idris Elba is completely like a movie star. Not now. I've agreed with you. He's great at Stringer Bell. He's been great in television and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. I can't think of a lot of movies. I mean, he's good in The Dark Tower. The movie's not great, but I mean, like, That's the I guess yeah, he's one. fine. He's bad, I guess. But no, no, honestly, I really, I really, I know you, I think you were making a joke, but actually, I think he's really good in Suicide Squad. No, he, he is. He yeah. absolutely yeah. is. So, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, I'll shout out a favorite of Aaron and I, Rock and Rolla. So. Oh yeah, that's a good. Oh, one. I never that's saw it. Yeah, yeah no, he's that's... fun in there. Yeah. He's um, great. He's great in that one. The next question is: Is there a film you didn't like that had a follow-up delivering an entirely different experience? Uh, Todd Liebenau, friend of the show, has the original Amityville horror is so-so, but Amityville Two: The Possession is crazy fun. I was also meh on Prom Night, but Hello Mary Lou: Prom Night Two is bonkers and very entertaining. Uh, Luke Thompson, uh, Peter's best friend, oh. uh, uh-huh. <laughs> writes The Last Jedi. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Maxwell Hodad, friend of the show, writes Ouija. Uh, Ouija. Well, I don't know why I said Ouija. Ouija. Ouija yeah. Origin Ouija, of Ouija Evil. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler has The Purge, and Jason Ritter has G.I. Joe Retaliation because Dwayne the D is silent, The Rock Johnson. Uh, and lastly, Jeff has Resident Evil. I became a groupie after Apocalypse. What? Oh okay. my god, that's really? Wow. <laughs> I, I take, take, take it up with Jeff. I, 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 wow, wow. Do you guys have any uh, any movies where the first was just like, well, I don't know, I don't think I'm gonna no. watch this. And then all Annabelle sudden, Creation, like, man. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. Yeah. One, the first one was, was that terrible. Flanagan. Yeah, no, that was uh, that no, was, that's uh, the Ouija one. Oh, that was Ouija. Yeah, yeah. Flat, he did Flanagan. It was uh, the guy who did uh, Shazam. What's his name? The guy who did Shazam, right? Yeah, the guy who did Shazam. So and he, lights uh, out. Lights out, uh, yeah. Oh, um, oh, the the, the Swedish and no, David, but it's not that. Yeah, David F. Sandberg. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I was either gonna say it's funny. I wouldn't. Um, while I agree with Luke, I mean, Last Jedi is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. Like, I didn't like. I wasn't man. The Force Awakens. So, like, I, I think Annabelle and Ouija are better examples mm-hmm. where. It's like, yeah, those first outings were not very good. And then the sequels are like, hey, these are pretty good. <laughs> and they're all Warner Brothers. Those are all yeah. like Warner Brothers properties. Yeah, um, yeah there are. <laughs> I don't know if I can think of an example. Be- yeah, because I would say Annabelle or Ouija, those are the ones I usually say. Sure. I, I don't know if I can think of another one. Well, the answer that comes to mind for me is not because it's better, but just because it's the first one that I saw would be Rescuers Down Under. And then I watched Rescuers like 20 years later. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, Peter, if you come up with something, feel free to just shout it out at the at any part of the show. Um, the next question here is, what are some great movie characters that eat people? Uh, Todd Liebenau has Audrey 2 from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, Ricardo Alegria has uh, Chewy and also uh, Talos. Fr- he, bro- he posted a, a gif of t- uh, Chewy and Talos from Captain Marvel. Um, so, you know, mm. they, they love eating things. Um, Jay Cluett. Oh, I mean, uh-huh. oh, go, oh, go ahead. Oh, Jay Cluett uh, posts two gifts. Uh, one of them being from Ravenous, <laughs> and then oh, the, yeah. other, the other one being the Tyrannosaurus Rex eating the lawyer in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I well, you can't you can't have the subject without literal uh, without eating Raul. Eating Raul. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's about uh, dark comedy about cannibalism. Uh, there you go. I would. Parents, I believe, did, did, was that one? Was that one uh, also cannibal, cannibalistic parents? I don't remember that one as is it, well. Is it called Parents? But, yeah. Okay. There, with Mary Beth Hurt, I believe. Uh, it's an older one. Yeah. Um, great. great did, memory. Well, Pennywise. Yeah. Pennywise kind of eats people. What is the What's the plot for Parents? Uh, let me parents make sure says that a they young did... boy living in the 1950s suburbs suspects his parents are cannibalistic murderers. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, okay, stars cool. Mary yes. Elizabeth Hurt and also Randy Quaid. Yeah, yeah, when he wasn't, you know, what he is now. <laughs> Got it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter, do you have any favorite movies uh, or great movies you know, that, that characters were characters eating people? I mean, there's one I can name off the bat, but I don't – I mean, I do like the eating, but the movie's not great. I mean, I guess Venom. Venom's kind Venom? of fun because he, he – Oh, yeah, I like, yeah, I like, like Venom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, fun. But, but it's like the voice is fun. You know which right. one I was also thinking? But I don't know if it eats – the the thing in the crate in Creepshow, does that eat or does it just kill? I wouldn't know, probably because I've never seen that. Oh, you yeah, never seen no. Creepshow? 
Mm-hmm. No, he he gets scared too yeah. easily. Yeah, we're gonna get to a question <laughs> later that's gonna prove my my scared cat. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with Venom then. Venom, okay. I'm well, gonna go I with add uh, one oh, more yeah, go ahead. too. By the way, uh, the cook, the thief, his wife, her lover. That's yeah, a great that's... title for a movie, by the way. It, yeah. it, it is one of the most disturbing movies you will ever see. Helen Mirren is phenomenal it is weird and wonderful and Uh wild and yeah i I highly recommend it yeah uh i'm gonna go with uh the sense of the lambs because one time uh, a census taker tried to uh you know quiz dr Lecter, and uh, he ate his liver with uh some fava beans and a nice chianti so that's a really good one dude that's a great (laughs) one Uh, the question, the next question is, what are some great films about rejects? We didn't get any, any answers here from folks, but do you guys have any great movies about rejects? Obviously, we, we talked, we saw The Suicide Squad, we talked about Guardians, Volume 1 and 2. Um, any other Mm -hmm. great movies about rejects? You mean, like, Animal House? I mean, I guess you could say that. I mean, there's probably some, uh, jerks in that movie that nobody likes. Yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge Um, of the Nerds? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? They were nerds and they were they were kick kick ass. Uh, they got some revenge. Rejects. Which one? Oh, I was like they got some revenge. Yeah, they got some revenge. Um, gosh, that's a good uh, Heather's. A, Heather's. Yeah, that's like a small click crew that does like some some crazy things. Isn't yeah, uh, Heather's is fantastic? Rudolph's friends aren't they all from the land of misfit toys? Yeah, that's true. I That's like true. it. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Although I, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer really angers me. They 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 don't like him until he's useful to them. Fuck them. <laughs> no, I know. fuckers. That's true. Pieces you've, of shit. You've uh, you've, you've changed my my point of view on that that stop motion claymation right. movie. Oh, you're helping us. Oh, yeah. so now we like you. Now you're cool. <laughs> they wouldn't <laughs> let him any play any reindeer games. How rude. Yeah. yeah. And they, until he's useful to them. Go I fuck mean, yourself. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Jesus. What <laughs> F-bombs there, sir? Hot take, Jimmy, coming in. I love it. Well, <laughs> the next question is, who are some DC villains you'd like to see get their time to shine? Uh, Todd Liebenau has a gif of Bizarro. Um, and then Ooh, Adam, that's a good one. Yeah, Adam Jitcher, friend of the show, says, I'd like to really see Bane done properly. I know that there, that's a subjective thing, but both previous attempts, he was a second subservient character to another villain, and I think he deserves better. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair I enough. would. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, I'll go with those too. <laughs> yeah. Any other DC villains that uh, that you want to see get some shine there, Peter? I would like to see um, sort of. Even though I actually I really like Bane in the uh, in the Harley Quinn. I think he is absurd. He is a side character, but I think Bane is hilarious in the animated show. But mm-hmm. Actually, I may need to watch this, Peter. Jesus, uh, I've never watched it. <laughs> oh, it's really good. The pilot, the pilot's not great, but besides that, it's really good. It's really funny. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. And everything. Uh, but, um, you know, I wouldn't mind, not that I don't love Arnold's version, I wouldn't mind a cool version, like a, a more interesting take on Mr. Freeze. I mean, yeah, that, that Emmy-winning Emmy Batman animated series episode is really good. So I, oh, I would agree. It's really great. Okay, you're right. I guess I was thinking live action. No, but no, you're no, right. no, 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 I, no, no. I, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, you know, to your point, that Mr. Freeze has a lot of pathos and a lot of like backstory that you could really delve into as like a big screen thing. Um, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that'd so, be good too. Yeah, Heart of Ice. All good Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that next question is: uh, Which DC villain do you think Abe could take on in a fight? 
so thanks for that question, Aaron. Uh, Jason has Condiment King. He was just uh, he just has to watch out for ketchup packets and muster uh, that he would be throwing at Abe. So yes, thanks, Jason. I I could probably dig on the Condiment King. Uh, Adam Gentry says the sky's the limit for that guy. The only one I'd worry about is Question Mark Man. The rest would be easy. Um, so mm. yeah, so thanks I- for that, Adam. <laughs> Uh, Michael Lee from the show has uh, hey Warner Brothers if you're reading the comments or listening to the podcast make Abe uh, versus Onomatopoeia Man <laughs> movie happen alright ooh I like it and lastly Alessandro has our, our heroic Abe could easily take on any villain except for Scary Clown Man aka the Joker Scary Clowns are his kryptonite so Alessandro knows me too well kill the clowns from outer space I know how to kill those guys you shoot them in the nose um, that's true yeah but uh, thank, thanks for that question. That was very fun. If you guys have any <laughs> other villains you guys think I could take on, uh, let me know. But otherwise, we'll move on to uh, the next question, which is, who are some great mad scientists in movies? Jason has Dr. Savannah from Shazam was a lot of fun. And also mm. Dr. Pretorius from Bride of Frankenstein. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Lastly, Adam has, I don't know that he counts as mad, but I'll throw in Wilford from Snowpiercer. I'd, I'd probably yeah. say that he's probably mad to some degree. Probably, man. I, I, you can't, can't count out Young Frankenstein, man. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter, any mad scientist that you like? I mean, I don't know if he's like – yeah, I mean, I guess he's a mad scientist. It's just because I'm thinking of comic books. I like Doc Ock. I like um, – what's his name? Um, uh, uh, Alfred, yeah. Merlin, uh, Molina yeah. Alfred Molina. Alfred Spider-Man 2. I think he's mm, – because yeah. uh, he also becomes kind of sympathetic. Like, so – uh, yeah, I can't. I'm sure I mean, if I that had hospital sequence was in a PG-13 movie. The Sam Raimi hospital sequences. Yeah. I was like, there's a woman that gets dragged and her fingernails make. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, we can't with the, I mean, mad scientists, you cannot avoid the great reanimator. Yes. You yeah. Can, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, right. Fantastic yeah. film. Fantastic. Right. Barbara Crampton, uh, oh gosh, why am I? Bl- I am blanking on everyone's name tonight. Okay, I don't been, know. You spent a lot of energy talking about the Suicide Squad. That's probably why. That, yeah, I'm, I'm Bruce Abbott, and I can't. Doctor Herbert West. I'm blanking, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna uh, add in um, uh, Frank and Weenie. I'm sure that that Victor was a pretty mad scientist for bringing his dog back to life. Uh, oh, that's true. So. Well, if you're gonna say that, you gotta say Frank and Hooker too. So. <laughs> Sure. Frankenhooker's great, man. <laughs> don't mess with Frankenhooker. That I, movie's fantastic. Sounds like I don't want to. Um, no, you need to see that. You need to watch Frankenhooker. I, I want a date? <laughs> Jimmy, if I watch it with you and you're and we're just like riffing through it, then yes, let's do it. Okay, fair enough. Let's do it one time. Uh, now we move on to some questions here that the audience asks us. Uh, Jason asks, PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah, Xbox. Oh, mixed bag. I'm also oh, this is a, war. a PlayStation Peter. fan. Well, I thought we were I mean, friends. <laughs> I've I've been very fortunate. I have I have a Series X and I have a PlayStation Five. I use the PlayStation Five every day. I barely use that Series X. Okay, I, okay. I'm let's about, I'm let's not flaunt our, our riches here, Peter. No, I don't. No, sorry, I do not. What's well, why I said I'm very lucky. Like, I'm sorry uh, that <laughs> I haven't been able to get a restock of the PlayStation Five. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> Poor Peter. I, I am. I love both, but I I think PlayStation has better uh, first party stuff. There like that's my that's in general, not just not just the new, like just the systems in general. Right. Well, Aaron okay. also asks, if you take a look at my Twitter handle, you see where he follows. His Twitter handle is Aaron's PS4. 
Yes. It stands for um, plenty, plenty, uh, plenty superior. <laughs> plenty supreme. Yes. Yeah. Aaron's plenty supreme four. Um, Jason asks, if you can only see one DC film next year, do you pick the Batman or the Flash movie? That's a good question. No, that's uh, not, there's no question. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, no, the you, Batman. I mean, yeah, Batman. Do you guys I mean, not know I what happens to his like, parents? You've seen it in every in every movie. Yeah, but I, the, the, the the director and Robert Rob Pattinson. Yeah, the director. I have Rob a good feeling. And, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it, the the trailer or whatever last year was great with the Nirvana cover. I mean, don't be wrong. Yeah. I, I'll say this: the Flash, the biggest thing I want to see in the Flash is I want to see how they use Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Yes, hmm. okay. I agree. I want to see that. But right. the actual character of the Flash, eh? Well, <laughs> also, guys, guys, I, I'm, I'm down. I'm uh-huh. in for it. I'm excited for both. But yeah, the Batman probably. There you go. More so. Surprise! I'm also on the Batman train. Um, the next question. Yeah, you are. The next question is from friend of the show, Michael Lee. Who is most likely to forget to tell their squad leader that they can't swim? And I guess he's asking it from anybody here on the panel today. Um, we kind of already established that Peter is probably the one that's gonna forget to tell the squad leader that they can't swim. Yeah, Peter totally forgets it, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, (laughs) you got to get better at that, dude. I mean, right? Jesus, he's not a werewolf. Get over it. He's (laughs) he's a weasel. Oh my god, I've only wanted to be the werewolf! (laughs) A friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, also replied to Michael Lee and said the reaction shot uh, uh, to that joke um, in the is one of the biggest cinematic laughs of 2021. Yes, I agree. Well, without that, that was feedback, feedback, feedback. Now let's get to a little thing called plugs. Jimmy, this is pretty much where we're at at the end of the show here. Where can people find more work and what do you want to plug? Ooh, uh, Joe Blow, Arrow in the Head, We Live Entertainment. Uh, I have a new episode, uh, hopefully this Friday. We'll be going back. Me and Justin Butts will be getting getting high for something stony, uh, uh-huh. fun times. And uh, that's our my podcast where me and Justin get high. And then I will be doing uh, – we have a, an episode of Sound Scary coming out where we'll be – Doing a lot of fun Mad Max stuff, so I can't wait for that one. Uh, hopefully, oh. it'll be in the next couple of weeks. So, like yeah, I'm it. excited. Yeah, there you go. And that's all on Cosm, Q O S M. It's a great, great little streaming channel. So, yeah, nice. there you go. Okay. And Peter, what would you like to plug, and where can people find more of your work? Um, I write for WhySoBlue.com, and um, I do have a YouTube channel, uh, Peter Paris, uh, with my last name P A R A S. I posted some of my first videos a month ago. I'm hoping to do more. Um, so oh, cool. hoping to have more content. But yes, regularly I'm at um, whysoblue.com. Cool. And you can find my work over at my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag bird. Um, <laughs> uh, with all that, <laughs> Peter and Jimmy, thank you both for coming on here and uh, you know giving your, your energy and your effusive praise to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Uh, we hope that everybody had a good time, and we'll be back next week uh, with Aaron, of course. Uh, but until then, uh, so long and goodbye. Just as a clue, he was 12 years old. Fell from the roof on East June 9. Kathy was 11 when she pulled the plug. 26 reds and a bottle of wine. Bobby got leukemia, 14 years old. He looked like 65 when he died. He was a friend of mine.
Vietnam. 